0: 99% of people say that family is the most important thing in their life. Yet, building a harmonious family can be a challenge to many of us. So many questions we have no answers to. In this podcast, I, Nevena Bajalac, Dubai's number one harmonious family expert and coach, author and speaker, interview parents around the globe. So you can hear the real stories, experiences and struggles parents face. Every guest will will share with us a unique discovery about parenting, something that nobody told them about. And I will also share with all of you unique tools, strategies, that you can use to enjoy parenting more and building that harmonious family you have dreamed about. Welcome to the new episode of Building a Harmonious Family with Nevena Bajalats. And today, my guest coming to us from New York. She's originally from Colombia, but in last 20 plus years, she has been in the United States. Her name is Luz Jaramilo or Jaramillo. She's going to correct me here. Uh, it's a Spanish pronunciation and she's brain and body coach. And um, She has over 20 years of experience as a master social worker. She's certified in brain health, as a brain health coach. Um, She has a master in NLP and um, she also worked with with people about uh, when it comes to eating disorders, awareness, stress management, mindfulness. Um, And I'm very excited to have her on this podcast episode today because she's going to share with us uh, how you as a parent can also transform your life, work on your mindset and reduce your stress. So Luz, uh, thank you so much for being here please correct me how i pronounce your name <laughs> Let's no, that.
1: a, that's exactly how it is thank you Naveen. <laughs> <Lose Perfect. darame. laughs>
0: So tell us a little bit more about your journey where were you before you became a parent uh, what drove you to become a coach and help people what is your passion um and uh, and then uh, we, we we take it from there
1: sure so thank you first for having me here uh I am originally from Colombia, as you mentioned it. I moved to United States as my passion. That was really one of my dreams. As a social worker, I have two options, either to move to another position or to move to United States since I found uh, a good option. So definitely that was like my number one priority. Uh, When I came to United States, I always suffered since I was a kid. And that's one of the Maybe topics that we want to discuss today um, with the parents, especially uh, taking care of the kids, is that I grew up with learning difficulties, dyslexia, and ADHD, which I have no clue, never knew about it, Uh, just recently, actually five years ago with title. But before, I never had any problem or I didn't know anything. It just my parents always says, be a little more effort to learn and to study. And I did have all of the efforts and I tried to have it, but it was really, really hard. It was a challenge for me, schooling and going through. Through that time, because it was so hard for me, I I, gained a, I had an eating disorder. So I had a binge eating. I eat for emotions. I, I was an emotional eater. So that was a part of me to kind of like uh, compensate the part of like my emotions, dealing with my emotions. I never learned how to deal with them. So I just ate. And because it's really common to say, you need to be happy. You need to be this, you need to do that. I was kind of like a swallowing my food toward my helping to go through my life. And then I, Started here in the United States, I was working very well in an assistant living with people with dementia and Alzheimer's, and I love, I had a passion, but I didn't realize that people who have learning difficulties, ADD, dyslexia, it's really common that you have uh, like uh, your memory is not the best, it's not a sharpest memory, and I had a really close connections with people with dementia, especially because I grew up with that. Uh, So it was really great. It was phenomenal, but my kids didn't have a mom. So I was working 20, like every day, even on weekends. Uh, It was my passion. I really loved them, but it was either of my kids or my job. And I was doing very well. I was successful, but my husband, I was lucky to say, you know what? We need you to retire. And I spent time at home with my kids. So it was a really great moment as a mom and spending and going to games and, and being more active and spending their time that is necessary to be with them. But emptiness, it was killing me. Uh, like in uh, my professional way, okay, I am a mom, but I'm also a professional, so now what? It stuck me and it kept me. Oh, honestly, was devastated being home, going to the gym two hours, doing nothing else. <laughs> uh, so I started to learn uh, more into personal development and I said, I'm gonna heal myself no matter what. So I really learned and and that's how I did neuro-linguistic and mindfulness, um, brain health certification. So I was like, I I need to find some solution. (laughs) And definitely it was lucky. I was usually 60 pounds overweight all my life. And I was lucky enough to kind of like go into my ideal weight with my ideal body. And the most important thing is that my brain was sharp. I never read a book in my entire life. So now I just swallow books. I love to learn. I love to read, which I hated all my life. So learning how to know your brain, how it works, it was a key number one for me. Also changing my lifestyles, not only change my physical, but also change my brain. That's why the name of Brain Body Coach, because you really can improve every area of your lives when you know the little basics of how to deal with that. So that's how pretty much like uh, my eating disorders, I was able to manage it for me for 36 years, being an eating disorder, eating every half an hour was impossible because it was a habitual. It became a pattern for me just to change. So now I kind of like work a lot with moms who are pretty much in a similar situation at home, not doing anything, feel guilty, feel empty, used to be a professional. Now they're not doing anything. I want to learn pretty much better ways of handle their own emotions, deal with our issues, be more resilient, more able to handle certain situations in life that always going to happen, but with a different way of handling it. So manage stress, manage the kids, that is normal life. And I have two kids, one is eight years old. Uh, My son and my daughter is uh, 13 years old. So it's it's an age that is a challenge, it's beautiful. And learning from them and teaching them to manage the emotions and teaching them to manage and and to avoid, prevent uh addictions. That is one of the keys that unfortunately there are many kids right now is they're dealing with that.
0: Yeah. So I want to ask you, what was your wake up call when you really start realizing, oh, I can change my life? Because a lot of people are in this struggle and they're not even aware, right? You're emotionally eating, you're dissatisfied. And I think we, we all look for answers and all of us, we have some kind of wake up call at some point. What was this wake up call? When was it for you? And, and what made you really make this a breakthrough?
1: My obsession before my eating disorders, like I didn't pay attention to my eating disorders. For me, it was doing a diet, try to do a diet, try to do, I never could do it, right? Mm. Having a sugar, having an ice cream, it was always like impossible to have a day without eating sugar, simple. But it was one day that I was reading a book about kind of like control your food, eating, eating, and I was binging. I was literally having a gallon of ice cream and I have a brownie, a bunch of huge brownies in front of me and I was eating them and I was crying desperately and I say, this is enough. I, like, I cannot continue with this. So I think like Tony Robbins says, hunger. When you go to a desperation, when you do have a problem, like people who suffer from, like have bankruptcy or it has a, a break relationship when you get to the deepest time in life, I think that's the reason why you do have a breakthrough. Yeah, And that was my breakthrough. And I say, I cannot live like that. This so were, we, were you already
0: a mom at that point uh, was having a children also a lot of parents, you know, when you see that your children are, are you're not the healthiest, you know, for your children, uh, you're affecting your health. And also if you are, for example, depressed or not happy, you understand, Hey, my children are looking at me and Definitely. I can see so many people waking up because they're like, you know, I, I need to change because I need to do it for my children. So was this Definitely. part of and your change?
1: I agree with you. This is what happened. The more I read, I love neuroscience. And the more I read about how the brain works, how your lifestyle can influence it. Since I love dementia, I was more into, I'm gonna help people who have their parents with dementia so as a prevention for them. The more I read about sugar, how horrible it is, and your lifestyles, your eating habits, your everything. Like, I was shocked to find out, studies, 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 that how influence even eating disorder, not only eating disorders, I'm sorry, only like ADD, anything neurologically, depression, anxiety, stress, all of that influence also the amount of things that you eat and you consume. So when I say, okay, why do, I'm, I don't wanna have dementia when I'm older, I don't want my kids to deal with that. I, I was with people who were multimillionaires and they were in an assistant living. So they have all of the money in the world, paying for the care, but they don't have the brain. Nothing was working, they don't remember the kids. So I say, I'm so close to being in that stage if I don't take care of myself. And I don't want my kids to deal with me in that way. So if I can't prevent it, I'm gonna do anything I can. So definitely they were my why, they were my challenge. I don't wanna get into that point when I'm older. So that was my prevention.
0: so what would you say so you said for many years you were not even aware of your eating disorder in a way that you were binge eating so what is the something that you would say for parents who are maybe in that situation they're not aware how they can become aware of it what are the signs of it
1: a hundred percent like especially teenagers most of the studies i have i don't deal with teenagers who has um mostly all of the all of the typical eating disorders that's mean bulimia Anorexia, uh, binge eating and emotional eating. So I never had anorexia, so I don't know because for me it was reverse, I was eating constantly. But there are signs for parents, for example, is to notice it. Like from the time that kids start having their first meal until the next meal, how long it takes. If you are not nourishing enough, we are humans that our brain is decided from the past that they were just having a huge meal And they were just going outside to to work okay so our brain is not accustomed to kind of like have meals constantly if you are the one that believes the tradition that your kids have to eat from the beginning and finish the plate and to have it all no matter what you create you're creating a belief that you must finish the plate no matter what so if you kind of notice that your kids it has a really really poor appetite and it can last from the morning until the nine and without eating that's a sign that okay something is going on in terms of anorexia and also low self-esteem body image you look at the mirror constantly take a picture constantly criticizing the body constantly those are really signs Uh, For me, for example, I hated my body. I was always obsessive with belly flat, that it has to be flat. That was my obsession. Nothing else. I don't care about food. I was trying to have diets. Diet is the most critical factor for the health because we restrict certain foods and we don't realize how important they are for our body. Biologically, we cannot change our biology. Simple as that. So if you start restricting certain things, like for example, so simple as the fats, we do have the impression the more fat you eat, the fatter you're going to be. It's totally reversed. 80% of our brain is developed with, with fats, with good fats and water. So we have to hydrate constantly and we have to have good fats. Avocado, almonds, nueces, things like that are super important. Proteins with good fat. So the more we start looking at signs for the kids that are restricting, that are taking pictures, that are comparing with others. And unfortunately now with the social media, the numbers are growing up for people with the numbers with more eating disorders, more low self-esteem and less impact. So one of the things is super important is to notice the behaviors, the patterns into your kids and even yourself because so many, many parents like me, I have no clue that I have any issue. I noticed that I was overeating and we just call it overeating. When, when we tend to the point, okay, how long, how many hours I can last without snacking all day long? That's not normal, simple, mm-hmm. it's not normal. And uh, Yeah, so
0: like I always say to parents, I think it depends on the cultures, but uh, it's just like you said, uh, for some parents, they're overfeeding. I have been seeing this in the last decade, working with families. They're really overfeeding. They believe that health comes with, you know, the more food you eat, the healthier you are. So even with very young children, they are forcing children to eat. So I think it's very important that understanding that children do have their own system. And sometimes if they're not hungry, it's okay. They're not going to starve themselves but we're talking now more here about teenagers right and um and i think where it comes this uh, recognizing who you are and your self-image and like you said this influence of social media so Uh, I would I would say like trying to really pay attention of what your children are doing just observe them uh, pay attention and uh, and and try to build healthy habits like healthy eating and also uh, sports right so they are in the healthy environment because sports is is very healthy it's a healthy competition very important for health so what are some uh, advice that you would give to parents as well to to make sure children are on the right path
1: the, the the routine is super important. We don't believe into uh, the discipline to growing out into okay. Let's make sure that we add in the three macros that are super important during the meal times. Always give them protein. Always give them some good fat, and always give them good carbs. So starting with that, they don't start starve themselves when they grow up. Okay. Also create a routine and teach to kids. If you are how full you are. You don't need to be super, 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 super full, but you don't need to be starving that your belly is, is making noises. So talking to them now is very called intuition, like intuitive eating. So when you teach your kids to, okay, listen to your belly, how hungry you are, Are you super full? If they tell you how hungry are you 100% full, that's not a good sign. You shouldn't be 100% because then you're starving. Oh, you're super, super full. Or teach them, okay, how hungry you are. So in between, usually it's good to keep the level. Another very important factor is, yes, exercise. But we do have the mindset that exercise is to lose weight. And unfortunately, they tend to do over- Overstimulation, stimulation over-exercising. So one of the fundamental is to understand that the more you do exercise, more learning you're going to do. So if you are at work a little bit hard, studying, learning is difficult, do exercise a little bit of run, a little bit of that help definitely to create more neurons. Learning is easier, stress relief. So it helps you to calm down, relax, your hormones. So it's a lot of combination teaching them that is for benefit. Talk about all of the benefits that is, instead of the tradition that, oh, you need to lose weight, so do exercise because nobody's gonna really lose weight just exercising. You need to 80% eat healthier. Um, Another super important is the emotional resilience. So if you teach your kids not to cry, if you teach your kids to be strong, don't do that, then you are not letting something super important in life that is to understand that emotions are in your life for a reason. We have to have happiness. We have to have sadness, right? So it's, we are in a dual world, dates, nights, good, bad. So it's the same thing with emotions. If we don't let, like, and I remember before I knew about these, I was teaching my kids all the time, don't cry, are you happy, are you happy? Is you happy making you happy? So we are so obsessed to be happy, right? That when we are sad, when we have a frustration, when we have an issue, when we have a problem, we don't realize how bad it is because then we don't going to be able to go through that problem and we're gonna get stuck. Like me, I was completely stuck. I was in an emotional rollercoaster crazy because I didn't know how to regulate my emotions. So it's to teaching the kids how to manage that emotions. Are you sad? Okay, I understand it's okay to be sad. Tell me why are you sad? Or name the emotion because sometimes we just it's truly sad. Sometimes it's more than sad. Sometimes it's frustration. Sometimes you know. So it's talk to your kids about it and let it get it out. Because sometimes we keep it so much internally that we don't know oh, oh I talk to my kids try to let me know what you feel I don't know I have no clue so it's to get it out like it's like a flower when you have a petals you need to start little by little tech talking and getting the answer until you deeply find the solution so then they learn to have a frustration life a frustration moments but go through that no take stock and keep in there
0: Yeah. Wow. There was so many valuable information. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this episode myself again, and I'm sure that listeners took so many notes. I hope you did. So tell us, Luz, well, how do you work with people? If anybody's interested to reach out, we have listeners around the world. You're in New York. Uh, Where, where do you give value? Do you do things online, how they can reach out to you and find you?
1: Yes. I work um, mainly online is I will say 100% except when I go to the events as a speaker. But normally, it's online. So I do coaching programs. I do coach into either people, kids or family members who have ADD who has no idea even though they have ADD or learning difficulties or dyslexia, how to manage the kids or how to manage themselves. And also people who have emotional eaters who really has been trying for years and years to lose the weight and and it's been really, really hard for them. And it's a different strategy. It's it's not the typical take this diet, do it, and that's it because it doesn't work. And, And there's so many moms as well who, as I said, feel frustrated, feel empty. And I think we eat most of the time for emptiness, for fulfill something. So it's to create something. They, I'm sure they're capable. I'm sure they can really have their entrepreneurship or being able to do something for themselves that make them feel proud. So I work with all of those moms who are looking into something in a solution for themselves or for their kids. Beautiful. And the name of the company is brainbodycoach.com online or, or social media as well.
0: Perfect. We're going to make sure we put the links here in this description so everybody can connect with you on social media, go to your website. Thank you, Luz, so much for being my guest. Um, This was such a valuable session and I'm sure a lot of listeners benefit. Make sure to connect with Luz. And um, I just want to thank you for being here, for listening. Make sure to download this episode, share it with others so they can benefit as well. Post on your stories, tag me, tag Luz, and um, and, and tell us what you think. and what was your biggest takeaway. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode.